This is Alicia, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I have with me Sarah, who is the Director of Student Programs at Silicon Flatirons at University of Colorado Boulder. And Sarah is going to actually talk a little bit about a really cool opportunity for students across the world who want to come maybe to Boulder this summer and really do a really cool opportunity um, for students. So we'll get to that. But first, Sarah, why don't you tell us a little bit just about yourself and uh, what are you, uh, let's talk a little bit about your college journey. Yeah. So I am originally from Denver. Um, uh, that's where I grew up and, um, I am one of five kids and we are all one year apart. So I'm, yeah, I'm smack in the middle of that. And when we all, you know, it was one year after other, the other, all five of us were kind of heading to college. So our parents told us you're on your own and you have to be in state. Um, so we all, you know, we all had a very limited, uh, search for for uh, universities. So I ended up here at CU Boulder as an undergrad, um, moved into the dorms, uh, came, you know, on, uh, I actually, surprisingly, I had applied for, I probably applied to 25 different scholarships. And um, the only thing that I got was from my high school for $500. So I was a little disappointed, but I said, all right, all I got. That's fine. So I moved up to see Boulder and then got my first tuition bill. And it was, it had, I had a full scholarship. So somehow I had gotten this full scholarship that, um, nobody told me about. So, (laughs) so lucky for me, um, all my tuition and fees were covered, but I still had to take student loans out to cover the dorm and, you know, living here in Boulder rent and all that kind of thing. Um, So I did take student loans out for the full, I I did five years, for the full five years, I did a study abroad in Spain, um, majored in political science and international affairs. Um, Yeah, and I've been in Boulder ever since. And then I did about, oh, let's see, 20 years ago, I went back to school and got my master's degree at the University of Denver um, in international management. So it's like an, like an MBA, but it's an international MBA. So instead of taking marketing, you take international marketing or finance becomes international finance. So I did that. That's really awesome. Well, I want to dive into a couple things here. Um, so you said that you majored in political science and international affairs, like what initially got you interested in that? And was that something that you started with and finished with, or did that change over time? You know, as I recall, I mean, it's been a lot of years, but as I recall, I think I was undeclared. I think I had an undeclared major for, they they probably had to force me to declare (laughs) It's probably the way it went. Um, But I had, in high school, I loved learning languages. And so that was for every, um, 
credit that you could take that was extra, I would take the language classes because I tended to do really well. And it was, you know, kind of an easy, an easy grade booster for me. Um, so when I came up to see Boulder, um, I kind of followed that pattern still. And so I, you know, the international affairs piece just kind of followed with, sorry, my email keeps pinging in and I'm, I'm trying to turn it off. Um, anyway, so I, uh, oh, sorry. I started, um, uh, taking classes at, at, at CU Boulder for Spanish and French and, um, that's kind of where my interest in international affairs came. And I've always kind of had this interest in, in politics. Like when I read the paper, that's the part that I like to read is the, um, you know, what's going on in the world piece. So that's kind of, that interest has always been with me. So that it was kind of a natural fit. I, I know it's probably not the most useful major, but that's where I, I stuck. No, I love that. And it's, um, I actually just did a podcast episode, um, interviewing Evo, um, and, uh, we talked about like his interest in international affairs. Um, well, and just like, he really talked a lot about, uh, following his curiosity, like something that he just wanted to learn more about. And that's something that has like stuck with him. He's really fascinated with like international affairs, politics, culture, and wants to learn everything he can about that space. And, that's like what has kept him in the major, you know, it's like following his curiosity, there are classes that he wants to take in those, in that major. And I think that that's just so critical. Um, and obviously I think political science, uh, that particular degree path is really important as a citizen, you know, to understand like politics, how it works and, and, you know, how do you be an informed citizen? Um, so I think it's still like super relevant and valuable, you know, as a human being to have that, that, um, that background and I'm interested in it too, but have never really studied it or I just like kind of follow some different things, but, but yeah. Um, awesome. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your study abroad experience. So what initially, you know, got you interested in that, which I can already see some reasons why. Um, and then what was your experience like when you got there? Yeah. So, um, I did that during my the second semester of my senior year. It took me that long to kind of save up enough money to be able to afford yeah. the trip and the tuition and all of that. Um, and I had studied French for probably eight or nine years. And so in my head, I had always seen myself going to France or going to Europe, right? Um, but then as I was taking, I took a lot of Spanish classes, um, as I was here at CU and I thought, you know what, that's actually more useful. And so I ended up going, I had my head on Europe and so I ended up going to Spain um, just because I thought the language more, was more useful. Um, so I did that during, during my fourth year, I did do a fifth year. Um, so there were a couple things I mean, that, that was a, a, an amazing experience, right? It was an experience that I think is really important in terms of seeing that other people live much differently than we do and kind of expanding your appreciation for cultures outside of what you know and um, a, a life that is is very different. You know, it could, it's from... And, you know, apartment to, you know, the diet to the landscape, like it's all so different and to kind of recognize that and be able to appreciate that I think is, is really important. Um, so I ended up in Sevilla, Spain, which is in the Southern, um, part of Spain. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, there were some decisions that I made that I don't think had I known I wouldn't have made. But one was that I thought I should live with a family in Spain because I really thought, oh, I, I want to get deep into the culture. I really want to see how a family lives, kind of what that culture is like. And I hadn't lived with my own family in four years. And so moving in with a family, I think I would have had a much um, more exciting time if I had moved into like a dormitory or a a group living situation, but I ended up with, you know, a mom and a sister and I kind of had to make sure that I, you know, called home late if I was going to be late and that, you know, so being accountable to a family, I think was not, um, what I should have done, but, <laughs> but I yeah. did. Yeah. That's interesting. Definitely pros and cons to that. I would imagine, but yeah, I can definitely see how once you kind of establish some independence when you're at college to not have it anymore, or just, it looks different. <laughs> it, that would feel very weird. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I, if I had to do it over again, I don't think I would do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did, um, you know, a semester in Spain and then, uh, back then you would, uh, get a Euro rail ticket and, fill your backpack and you could take the trains all over. So, and back then we weren't allowed to go to Eastern Europe. So, you know, made it, made it as far as Germany and Austria and then had to fly over the communist countries gotcha. to get to Greece. Um, so didn't get to see a lot of uh, what's open today. Yeah. But, yeah. It's so interesting how that changes over time. Right. It's really interesting. And, you know, it's funny too, because, you know, from doing all that traveling, like I, you know, I, I rode the, I rode the train, right. So I rode the train from Madrid to Paris and like, you know, like, you know, what countries you're going through and you get really familiar with the European map. Um, and my son, you know, we were talking about Eastern Europe, like, I don't know where anything is in Eastern Europe anymore, because that's, that's not the map I grew up with. I'm not familiar with any of that. I had the Soviet Union and Czechoslovakia and, you know, Yugoslavia, and those are not, not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. Like, I just think that things are just like, are the way they are. And it's just not true. It's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, that's awesome. And then um, I wanted to just see if anything else stands out from your college experience that might be helpful for current students who are, you know, in it right now. Um, so things that either that you did that were really powerful, really helpful for you for your next step, you know, after college to, to whether it be jobs or skills or people that you met um, or something that you wish you would have known about and had done in college that maybe you, you had you had known about or you like, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, you know, my kids are all, um, my youngest is now a senior in college. And so, you know, the things that I tell them are things that I were mistakes that I made. Right. Yeah. Uh, of course they all, they think, I don't know what I'm talking about, but, um, one thing that I would definitely have done differently. And I just didn't know. Right. I mean, my parents didn't go to college, so I just didn't know. I think I would have maybe picked a major that wasn't so generic. I, I'm, or I would have maybe taken some classes that um, were a little more skill-based. So when I went back to graduate school, um, I majored in systems. 
And I majored in systems because that's the one thing that I didn't understand, right? So I could have done accounting, I could have done finance, but systems was um, a mystery to me. And so, you know, I had to take some coding classes, which if you've never coded before, you, you don't, you know, that's not something that's familiar to you. Um, it is very specific and very tedious. And it, and I had an appreciation after I took the courses, it's an art, right? So it's an art, just like everything else that you, you have your own um, personal way of, of coding. And so that was an appreciation I came away with. And um, I learned a ton about Excel, right? So that was a skill that I didn't have. They didn't have Excel when I was an undergrad, but <laughs> um, yeah, so there was, I think there was a lot of skill building that I did with my graduate degree that um, if you bring more to an interview that way, you bring more to a job that way than, uh, you know, just saying, well, you know, I got through college and I got this degree in international affairs. Um, the other thing that I was a mistake that I made, but, you know, all roads lead to lead to where you are now. Um, I waited until after I graduated to try to look for an internship. So I, I really didn't have any professional experience until I graduated. And then it was a, like, a, it was a mad dash to find somebody to hire me for three months in the summer so that I could find a job. And it all turned out great. I ended up working for a international cross-cultural language training company that is here in Boulder, or they used to be here. I think they're out of business now, but they were here in Boulder. And um, so I got hired for June, July, and August. And then they had a, a professional position open. And so they kept me on and I ended up uh, being a, a regular employee there. But I didn't, I don't want to say that I didn't realize the importance of an internship because I did realize the importance of the, an internship. I was just, it was one of those things that I thought I could procrastinate and not get. And I really wish that I had thought about that and pursued something my sophomore year, my junior year and my senior year. Um, because I would, again, I would have had a lot more contacts. I would have been a lot more marketable. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that I think, uh, worked out really well for me was when I did get that internship, I am still very good friends with my bosses and my coworkers. So even though that company has folded, yeah. um, they are still references for me. So, um, you know, I think that that professionally speaking, you never know when your network is going to come in handy. And by network, I mean your friends. <laughs> so, you know, those were all people that um, we just, we got along, we worked really hard for each other and with each other. And that still uh, comes back to me. So, you know, I wish I had had more professional experiences and I wish I had had more professional networking happening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's so much there. So I want to like break these down a little bit more. 
with the networking piece, I think, you know, I, I'm teaching an adjunct, um, I'm an adjunct uh, here at CU Boulder as well this semester. And it's just like really trying to get them to see the value of networking and that it's easier than you think it is. And it takes, you know, the first couple are kind of rough if you've never done anything like that before to like meet people um, or attend different events. It's just kind of awkward. It's uncomfortable. But like the more you do it, the easier it gets and you start to see the value of it. For, you know, you're like, oh, this is really beneficial, but it's really hard to get students to like take the step to go to that panel, to go to that, you know, that event or whatever it is. Um, so I love that you're sharing that because it's something that I probably could do a whole solo podcast on this, on the, the value of networking and how do you do it and how do you do it well and all of that. Um, but it's so critical and you're so right that it, it like loops back around in your life over, over the times. Like um, I interviewed for a job recently I did an interview with them and like, they had trained me like 12 years ago, like in their training program and I had done it. And then now I'm trying to work for them. And I'm like, Oh, I have experience with you all. Like since back in the day. And that, that like, I think got me the first interview and like, I made it really far. I didn't end up getting that position, but like, I think that, that they had some familiarity with me and I knew somebody who was still working at the company. Like it just, it like made it so much easier. I think for me, for them to say, Oh, let's like learn more about this, this person. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's so valuable and you have to show up to things like show up, show up, show up. <laughs> and that's yeah, you fun. do. And you also really, you know, Denver Boulder is a very small community. You don't think it is, but it is a very small community and you have to be really careful about, you just need to be nice to everyone. Right. So when I was in Spain, I think there were about six students from CU Boulder that went to Spain and one of them was this really dorky girl, right? And so I was just like, I don't want to hang out with her. And I wasn't that nice to her. And fast forward, she was the head of the department 25 years later, the head of the department that I wanted to work in. And so, you know, those are, they just, it comes back to haunt you. Yeah. And you think, you know, you just, you need to be nice to everybody, you need to be cordial to everybody, even if you're like, I don't want to hang out with you. Right. Um, because you never know when that's going to come back around. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And then you talked about skills-based learning. Like you really wanted to like learn more skills, right. That are tangible. And I think, especially like now today, I think that is so, so like, so more like much more heightened, both on the student side, like students expect that they want to have something tangible that they can talk about, that they can take away from their like degree. Um, and then I think that's what employers are also looking for. Like what kind of skills can you bring to this job? Um, and I think where you also get that, especially if it's, you know, you kind of said like, just like more of a, a broader major that doesn't have some of that specifics. It's like, you have to get an internship almost at this point. Like you have to get some more professional experiences um, not just, you know, maybe even like working at a restaurant, which is what I did. I worked at multiple restaurants throughout my college time. Um, and that was great experience for me, but also it had nothing to do with what I wanted to do after college. And so I had to really like figure out and prioritize. And luckily, like my program had internships connect, like you had to do a practicum during, which was like a very short kind of like five hour a week internship sort of thing. And then you had to do a more intense one the next semester. So it was really like helpful to have those embedded into the program. Cause for me, I didn't even think about it. It wasn't optional. It was like, this is just what you do. And I think we have to do that more and more in our programs in higher education. 
um, to make sure that students, you know, really do get those experiences. Because if they're not embedded in your program, you're going to have to go look for them <laughs> yourself and try to figure it out. And there are resources, of course, on campus to help you do that on most campuses, you know, across the country. But uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's just really important right now. So I love that you, sh you shared that. Yeah, it is. It is really important. And it's not that you need to, it's not that you need to have a major that's like engineering or something, right? It, you're, you're major, you can major in anything, right? So the, the people that I worked with when I worked at that international cross-cultural language training center, one girl had majored in environmental sciences. One girl had majored in music. Like it's not so much the major, but it's, 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 it's taking a class, you know, it's taking a class or doing an internship or, you know, doing a program that is going to allow you to put specific skills on your resume. A hundred percent. I think that that's a great segue into the work that you're currently doing because you are running a program that I just have seen the students who come out of it I'm just so impressed with the students and what they build over a, a summer, number one, but then just the skills that they learn and what they take away from that experience has been really powerful to see. So I'd love for you to just share one, what the heck is startup summer? <laughs> like, what does that mean? What does that do? Let's just start there. Yeah. So uh, at Silicon Flatirons, um, on our entrepreneurship initiative, we run a program called Startup Summer. And this is a program that is primarily focused uh, toward undergraduate students. Having said that, we have had students who have just graduated high school and are headed to college all the way up to fifth year PhDs. So there is room for everyone to participate in this program. Um, it's a program where students who they have started their own business, they know what entrepreneurship is, they've been building ventures for a long time, they have a place there. And then we have students who are like, I've never even heard of the word on the entrepreneurship. Like, I, I don't know where to start. So it, it runs the gamut, uh, all experiences, all levels of interest, everyone is welcome. So this program is open to students across the nation. It doesn't matter what college you go to, uh, college or university, anybody can apply. We do ask that you be in the Denver Boulder area physically for the summer, this coming summer. So that would be the only restriction. Um, this is a program that is designed to complement a summer internship. So if you have a summer internship, um, and you want to do this program in addition to your summer internship, this program will run in the evenings once a week. So only once a week, you have to leave work and then head up to, to the university and join our meeting. It runs for about 10 weeks over the summer. So it starts in early-ish June and then will end in early to mid-August. Um, and we will, again, we'll just meet once a week. So it's really low commitment. It's free to do. It's free for students to, to participate. It's free for companies to join. Every week we'll run through a different um, lesson in entrepreneurship. So week one might be, you know, brainstorming and coming up with an idea. And week two might be, how do I find a market for the idea that I came up with? And then week three might be, well, how do I find money to make that idea happen? 
So we'll run through 10 seminars. Um, meanwhile, the students will meet each other. Um, they will form teams and then you'll follow along week to week and you will build your own venture. So by the end of the summer, the program ends with pitch night and each team will go up and they'll pitch the idea that they came up with and that they've been working on all summer. And there are cash prizes for the winning pitch. Um, so last year we were able to give out $10,000 in cash prizes. Um, and we hope to have that kind of a, a purse uh, this year for that. There's usually about seven teams that participate. So, um, you know, teams of four. So we're looking, you know, 30-ish people in the program. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really great experience. Yeah. And what are you seeing kind of even just the skill set, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking of. Like, what's the skill set or the mindset that students are learning? Like, what can they expect to take away from a, uh, something like this? Yeah. So um, when the students join the team, so each each quote unquote business will have four members. Um, somebody needs to be the CEO. Right. So all the students are going to get some sort of leadership experience because they will either be the CEO or they will lead their their piece of the project, right? So maybe I'm going to be the CFO and I'm going to handle all the finances or I'm going to be the creative um, and so I'm going to handle all of that. So you're going to learn um, a lot of leadership skills. We do bring in business leaders from the community every week to run these seminars and they're very free with their emails. So this is a way to... Uh, bolster your network, right? So all of these students are gonna gather emails from a lot of business people in the area that you can then reach out to next year and say, hey, I'm looking for an internship. I was a startup summer student. Do you have anything open or can you help me find something? Um, so that happens. This is also an opportunity to build your peer network. So all of these students, um, they're not all CU Boulder students, they're from all different schools and all different walks of life in five years, they're all going to have jobs somewhere. And these are people that you're going to be able to reach out to and say, Hey, remember I was at startup summer with you. Um, is your company hiring or my company's hiring? And I remember you were a really hard worker. I'd love for you to, to, you know, consider this opening. So it's a network that, that can serve you kind of long-term. Um, it's also, you know, it's a way for you to uh, bring your skills to the internship that you have. So if you're if you have a summer job, um, you're going to be able to tell that summer job. Oh, you know, we talked all yesterday all about bootstrapping and venture capital. And, you know, so I'm kind of understanding that piece. And, you know, I want to can I do you have a project in that that I can, can that I can work on? So these are, uh, you know, it's a it's a way to bring your skills to your internship. It's a way to bring your internship to start up summer. I love that. And I, I just wanted to share a couple other skills that like I think I've seen or that I would imagine are kind of also built throughout the program. I think one of the biggest things is just having kind of that entrepreneurial and like innovative mindset. You probably like if you're already like listening to this and you're like, wow, that sounds really interesting or that sounds fun. You probably already have a little bit of this mindset, but these experiences will help you build that and have, you know, 
you'll have a stronger sense of what an innovative and like entrepreneurial mindset looks like. So even if you don't decide that you're going to, you know, go build your own business one day, using that skill set even within a company is so valuable right now. And so it's such a great skill set and mindset to have. Um, the other thing I was thinking is like communication skills, because one of the things that you have to do is you really have to communicate your ideas. Like I have this idea in my head and how do I communicate that? So other people understand it, right? Because, and, and I've done multiple pitches, um, you know, personally in like different um, settings and the more you do it, the, the better you get at it and the better your message gets at it. Right. If you're, if you're constantly improving it. So I just think that communication piece and communicating your ideas and, and like what you're, what you see as possible is so critical and it's really hard to do well. And so doing this and getting a lot of practice in it is really helpful. Um, the other thing I would imagine is like planning and project management, because you're kind of having, you know, goal setting throughout the, the, the weeks, you know, like, okay, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to reach out to these people. It's like, it's really great. Um, yeah, I think a lot of students get a little bit nervous or worried when we say it's a build your own venture and it's entrepreneurship. And I think that one thing that students need to remember is that entrepreneurial thinking is just thinking outside the box. It's yes. just learning how to think outside the box. And this is a skill that you want to take with you no matter what your next job is going to be. So say I'm a political science major and I really want to work in government, right? Say I want to, I'm like, I want to work in the state department or I want to work, um, you know, for a, a not-for-profit that really fights for people's rights. Um, you know, we want to think of that as like entrepreneurial administration or, 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 you know, not doing things the way that they've always been done. Right. So if you can bring a fresh mm-hmm. mindset to, um, government, then you're going to be able to help them think about things in new ways. And yeah, CEOs and companies are really looking for people who, are willing to step outside the box and are willing to bring a new perspective in. So this is going to help students hone hone those skills and they're it's really going to help students be able to speak to that. So they're going to be able to say I have experience doing it and here it is. Um yeah, they're also going to have a lot of experiences out of start summer that they can take to an interview. So again, the leadership piece and you know when we talk the leadership piece, not all of these teams are smooth and functioning great. You know, sometimes there's a there's a freeloader on your team, right? And then you have to troubleshoot that. So, you know, we're here as the leaders of Startup Summer to help students troubleshoot problems with their team or problems with their methodology. Um, so it's a really safe way for students to say, you know what? this is just not working out. I I don't know how to handle this, this person on my team. I'm just not getting along. Um, You're not going to get fired and you're also not going to get a failing grade. So, you know, these are really safe ways for you to troubleshoot regular business challenges that you may encounter. And then you can put that in your resume and you'll be able to speak to, you know, if in an interview, if somebody says, tell me about a really challenging problem that you faced. There you go. You've, you've got the story for that. So, you know, we are really looking to bolster students, uh, professional experiences, but also to give them, um, 
a nice deep pool of resources that that they can take with them to their next job. Yeah, I love that. And I, I thank you for clarifying with that. Like I know two students, um, like a little bit more in depth and, you know, one of the students, like they did not take their venture forward, you know, after, and that was fine. But like, he learned so much from the experience. It was so valuable. It was like, and, you know, and again, that wasn't like necessarily the intention, like you don't have to do that um, or take it forward. And then um, I have another student that I, that I've um, met with a few times and like, they did to choose to take it forward, but like not all the team members wanted to. So again, they had had those conversations of like, okay, well, if this, you know, continues, we want to keep moving it forward. And is that okay? And like, you know, just talking through having some of those hard um, conversations um, with folks um, is so, uh, so good. And I know that so many of you listening to this podcast want to be problem solvers, and this is really going to help you build a toolkit to actually solve problems, right? Whether it be starting a business or being innovative within an existing company or organization, like we need both people. We need both of those people in the world, like those types of people. And so if you want to be a problem solver, this will help you get the skill set, the tool set, the toolkit that you need to actually go and make change in the world. And so I just think it's such a brilliant opportunity uh, for students and such a low stakes way where you can fail, you can learn, you can explore, you can try new things and get outside of your comfort zone, but in a really uh, supportive environment. Yeah, it's a really safe way. And I, I also do want to clarify that there are a lot of students who do this program who don't have summer internships. So, you know, this program in and of itself is a professional experience. So this program will give you professional experiences to put on your resume. Um, we, a lot of students do have summer internships, but, you know, say that you have a student has, you know, I have my own venture. I want to work on my own project. So I don't want to get a summer job. That's fine. Or we have students that say, I have my resume out at, at 50 different places and I'm just not getting a job. You can still do this program, keep up your job search, you know, and, and we'll do what we can to help you in that job search. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, there are students who come with, with, um, you know, internships, there are students who come and they're seeking internships. There are students who come and they're doing unpaid internships or there are students who are like, they're working on their own projects or they just don't, you know, they're like, I don't want to work this summer. You know, that's this, I'm taking the summer off from work and I'm just going to do this program. So all of those scenarios are fine. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Um, well, anything else that a student should know about Startup Summer? Um, the application is open. Um, so if you are interested in uh, Startup Summer, you can email uh, startupsummer at colorado.edu, and I can send you the link to the application. Um, you can always email me. Um, my email is sarah, S-A-R-A dot schnettgrund, which is S-C-H-N-I-T-T-G-R-U-N-D at colorado.edu. <laughs> Happy to answer any, any questions. And you can also look at our website at siliconflatirons.org. And if you go to the student opportunities there, um, it will, you know, you can kind of make your way to startup summer and, uh, find some information there. Yeah. And I'm happy to share all of that in the show notes. So um, any student who is curious, wants to learn more, wants to apply, will be able to, to easily connect with you. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you, Alicia. 
I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please make sure that you share it with a friend. That's how this podcast gets out to more students like you. And thank you so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. I will catch you in the next episode. Have an excellent week.